Welcome gamers, this week's episode of Last Call Gaming, we're episode number 163. Today is March 19th. My name is Craig Prowls. Joining me is Gino Prowls, and as always, Mandrew Montemayor. Boys, how we doing on this fine day? Happy birthday, Mom. Ooh, happy Ooh. birthday. Happy birthday, nice shout out. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I know you were starting off with a little um, bad day with this chicken sandwich, but my, I don't know if I was telling you guys, my TV in my room stopped, like, I thought the TV was messed up, and I kept getting my remote to try to turn it on, and it won't work anymore, and uh, I took the batteries out of all of them to see if it was just, like, a battery problem, and it's not, it's just, like, stuck there, so, and I, I don't know about you, do you have to sleep, you don't sleep with the TV on, or do you? No. It's, like, insane how that little thing is, like, throwing off my whole night's sleep, so what I've been doing now is I have to get my tablet out and set it up and listen to Seinfeld that way, and it's, uh, it's my nights, I'm flipping, I'm flopping, so... It's been a it's been a rough way, and it's been happening since Friday. And I ordered a new remote, and it's not coming till Monday, till yeah. tomorrow. So it's been a, it's been rough. I needed to be pitch black and dead silent because it's pretty much a free sample of death. So I really like <laughs> to get all the perks out of it. <laughs> Except for I do have a little red light, but it's too bright for me. So I put my la dirty laundry in basket in front of it, so it just comes up the wall. So I don't step on my dog when she's on the floor. <laughs> I hate it because I I like not only like the TV with the sound like I like that light coming and with that tablet dude it's just throwing off my whole my whole trajectory. Uh, when I was sick, usually only when I'm sick or on the weekends I kind of sleep with it on. But I've gotten Christine into it now is I'll put on um the Donkey Kong soundtrack oh, that people nice. have mixed up. But they add rain effects and thunderstorms Ooh. in the background. So it's like I'm oh, in the jungle and listening to the minecarts going and stuff. And I'm just lying there. I'm like, man, dude, this is so nice. Oh, how's your wiggle, man? Uh, I go to sleep with white rain. With white noise, rain. I prefer pitch black, but they can't go to sleep without it. Wow. So it'd be pitch black. It, yeah, I love pitch black. Yeah, but, so it's been driving me but, you know, so no, <coughs> no broken remotes yeah. and uh, no bad chicken sandwiches <laughs> for me. Even this... Uh, 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 tablet man, it's driving me nuts. My whole sleep, these naps are just not what they used to be anymore. What TV is it? Oh, the no, one it's the my, it's oh, my, it's my, it's my, it's my, remote, it's my Samsung one too. So, ah, anyway, long rough weekend. So guys, <laughs> yeah, if you are one. watching us on the YouTube show, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, share, and hit that notification bell. If you guys are interested in following us on our social media, check out our Linktree link, which is in the description down below. And if you guys are listening to the audio only version of this podcast. Check out Anchor, which I think just recently they switched to what's called Spotify for podcasters. I think that's, but you should still be able to find it going through your Anchor app and you can help support us there. So if uh, you want to check our link tree, we'll have a uh, Kickstarter for Craig's new remote. <laughs> yeah, we got to get there, baby. All 1299 of it. Uh, or GoFundMe. I meant to say GoFundMe. I think we're close <laughs> enough. Uh, before we dive into our main stories, guys, we like to do what are you up to? Where we take a second to talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. So let's let's start down there and work our way up. Um, I was gonna try and do Wolong, uh, before Resident Evil comes out next week, mm -hmm. so I started it, so I always spend forever creating my character, so she was nice and perfect, usually I go with a girl in a lot of games, and so I'm playing, and it's pretty cool, it's very Dark Souls-like, except for just throwing, like, more stuff at me, I'm like, ah, I kinda don't get it, but whatever, I'll get there, and then I had already known how to do this move before just from pressing buttons. And it like makes you do stronger when you're hitting somebody, but you can get interrupted. But I had full health, and I go to do it on this person when it's actually explaining how to do the move. And I go to do it on this person, and he hits me, and it just one-shots me. And I'm like, how the fuck did I just die from that one shot? Ah, oh, man, I cussed. But either way, I took that hit, and I'm like, all right, well... I'm done, and I just completely uninstalled it. I got so mad. So I'm not playing anything until Resident Evil 4 comes out next week that I'm just maybe mopping up old achievements. 
But I did go through and watch some stuff. I think we had talked about it, you and me, maybe off air last week. I did go through and watch the menu with, um, is it Ralph or Ray Fines? I think it's Ray Fines. Ray Fines and uh, Anna Taylor Joy. And uh, it was actually really, really good. They say it's a horror movie. I mean, it's more of a thriller, I guess you can put it in horror. But I really, really liked it a lot. It's very good, especially if you're kind of into... I feel like lately there's been a big... There's always been, like, the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen and stuff, but then there's that other show you watched that was about cooking. There's been, like, a big push of, like, cooking material and watching chefs and everything like that in the kitchen and stuff. This is kind of into that and kind of... I'm never really that kind of person where I'm like, oh, I love the social commentary on this, but when you watch it, like, it's really, really good. I think you both would really enjoy it. Nice, because I do like the movie, like, Burnt and uh, with Bradley Cooper and I think Chef with, yes. uh, yeah, John Favreau, so I, I love the Favreau one. Yeah, so I would, I would kind of throw those into that, like, that recent push for, like, you know, chef cooking and all, all the whatever. <laughs> like, I think this... <laughs> They're so hot right now. ...is, like, a very good commentary kind of on some of that stuff and just, like, a little bit more than the people... I, I, you got to watch it. I really, really enjoy it, and I think you both really like it. It came nice. up on my recommended list. So it really is a little bit of a slow burn, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I I, think put, like, I put it up there, like, very high. I think it's on, like, is it HBO Max? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I sketch it when I'm putting on stuff for bed. Oh, bed. I do go to sleep watching Big Bang before I go to bed. Oh, your night's getting <laughs> more nice interesting more already. already. I went through and looked it up afterwards. I think IGN, uh, they even either gave it like a 10 or a 9. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad that I love it and other people are really enjoying it out there too. Because it's one of those movies I think is like really, really up there. Definitely. What about you, my man? I know you just saw a movie. Uh, yeah, movie-wise, I just watched Shazam! Oh! And uh, it was good. Uh, little, the new one? Yeah, the new one. Uh, the God, little, the one. No spoilers. A couple cheesy parts on it, but, you know, without that, you don't have a movie. <coughs> Overall, I, I thought it was it was good. Lots of good humor in it. Um, and then as far as game goes, nothing crazy. Finishing up Harry Potter and uh, just doing the Diablo 4 beta. Nice. So as far as what I've been up to, uh, watching-wise, I just saw... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out 2019. I've been meaning to watch that too. Yeah, rated R movie, uh, two hours, 41 minutes. It's pretty long. I don't think the movie's really rated R until the very ending. So I'm I'm assuming the ending is what got it that rating because up until then, I didn't think anything was too uh, crazy about it. It did win uh, two Oscars and Brad Pitt won one of them for Best Supporting. I got to say, I love DiCaprio and Pitt together. Like, they need to do more movies. And uh, I thought their chemistry was great but yeah that movie you could have shaved off 30 minutes and uh it would have been good it was on uh it's either showtime or stars i get those mixed up so if you guys have been waiting to see because i've been trying to find what it's been streaming on and it, i've never it's never on anything and it's finally on that now so i gotta catch that as far as what i've been uh playing i started mario and luigi superstar saga developed by alpha dream published by nintendo came out on the G- originally on the GBA back in 2003. It's now on the Switch Online um, collection. If you have the online package, you can get the GBA games. And it's it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. It's the third version of them doing an RPG because originally it's um, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, and then did Paper Mario. And then the third kind of RPG series they're doing are the Mario and Luigi ones. And I got to say, I do. I think I like them a little bit more. Even though I love Paper Mario, I've beaten <coughs> quite a few of them. I just love the fact that this game actually has Luigi in it. It's actually Luigi. Mario and Luigi, and they still use the badge system. They still use timed hits. So um, this one I'm having a blast uh, with, and I'm hoping if they see more people playing it, that slowly they'll add more, because I think there's like five of them. There's, yeah, there's like there's Bowser's part- Inside yeah, Story. Yeah, Partners in Time, uh, Dream Team, and Paper Jam. And I think Paper Jam is a crossover between Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi saga. So I've, that's what I've been playing, guys. So uh, leave down in the comments below what you've been playing 
what you've been watching and uh, let us know any recommendations. So, uh, with that down and out of the way, guys, let's get into our main story, and that is that the Diablo 4 beta has dropped. It ran from March 17th through March 19th. So, if you are watching this today, you probably either just missed it or you can catch the tail end of it. We're not really here to discuss, you know, to remind you of it. We're kind of here to give you our thoughts of what it had. So, quickly, I'll just kind of point out what the early access was able to give you. So, uh, you were able to play the Rogue, the Barbarian, and the Sorcerer. Now, there's another open beta coming up on March 24th that's going to run through March 26th. So, here's a heads up if you didn't know that. you don't, It doesn't require the um, pre-order. And then from there, you can play the Necromancer and the Druid. It lets you explore the first zone, which is Fractured Peaks. It lets you progress through the prologue as well as Act 1. It lets you play up to level 25, which I believe the end cap when the game comes out will be 100. If, you, um, if you're able to play it, you get these rewards at launch. You get the Beta Wolf Pack plus some a few additional items. And then there's a world boss that you can actually go and tackle. So um, overall, you know, we're going to go through kind of what, what the issues were and then kind of more of the highlights. So the big things that people were reporting on this was graphical issues, voice chat, performance optimization, the play button itself was not working at time, localization, co-op, and I think the biggest one people had an issue with was the queue. Now, I personally, probably out of all three of us, got dropped the most out of games, and it was very <laughs> frustrating you know, getting dropped and booted, and on that first day, the queue was huge. I remember, I think the biggest one I had was like a 103-minute wait. On Once Saturday and Sunday came down and they kind of throttled it down, I, the queues were less than a minute. So I, I can't harp on that too much. The first day was a lot. Um, and there was a point, I remember I was talking to you, I got kicked out of the game and I couldn't hit play. So I had, I, I had to actually back out and get back into the queue. Um, so it was, it was a little salty for me on day one. I got to say the next two days ran pretty smooth. But as far as the negatives go, um, how did you guys feel about it? I mean, it's obviously a beta. This thing, the official release date is on June 6th, which is another about two and a half months do you think everything, Andrew, we'll start with you, do you think everything's going to be like okay by then or at least you know better by by some stretch of the imagination? I think so. I'd have to see like what some of those other issues are that people are running into because I don't remember having any other problems other than the queue. I think I may, I, I don't know if I had it worse than you guys because it seemed like you guys got in a little bit faster and even when we were waiting together, your times were dropping faster. The first time I went to get in because I got home a little bit after them, I actually had to wait an hour and a half, like a full hour and a half before I got into the game. We played for a while, then it kicked me out, and then it said I had to wait another um, 20 minutes, and after that, and it, once it got down to like 10 and it was like real time, I'm like, dude, I, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to wait two hours mm -hmm. to sit here and play. I got to play for a good chunk of time, though, and I didn't experience any other issues that... Uh, again, I'd have to see some video quality of it. Like, you know, maybe they have something spread out. Maybe it's mostly PC or something. But I think there's definitely more than enough time for them to iron it out. But again, I didn't experience anything other than long wait times. Yeah, yeah I think it mainly was uh, PC because the stuff I was reading, um, it was even running on um, like Steam Deck. And so uh, you have a huge community. A lot of it's on PC. And the, and the main thing is with consoles, you get one system. On PC, you get a whole bunch of different people trying to run this game at the highest possible thing. So you're going to have a lot of issues with it. On the console, I had no issues with graphics, no issues with voice stuff. Yeah, we got kicked a couple of times, but I think it's mainly just uh, going to be a PC problem. As far as if it's going to be up and running by June, I think absolutely. The community's huge. The, their, their beta things are full. 
Um, they did a really good job of being able to address um, uh, an issue with it, to report a bug as soon as you find it. Uh, what was funny is when we first started, I, I started early because we were supposed to start together, but I just couldn't help myself, so I started going. <laughs> and when I first started, it was a 10-minute queue, so I'm going, we're playing. Uh, Craig That's what you told me, and I know it's like 70. And I was, well, he's like, uh, I'm going to get to the first big town, and then we'll meet back up. And try to go to Walmart or something. And then he goes to the first little tiny town, and he thought that was it. And I'm like, no, the big one with the portal is, okay, I'll jump back on and I'll get to there. 79-minute queue, I'm like, because he jumped off and thought he could jump right back on. But that's kind of normal. It's the first day of dropping stuff. I, that isn't really an issue, I think. Um, and I we've, I found maybe two bugs. But other than that, I think it ran spectacular on, on a console. Anyway. Nice. So um, with the negatives out of the way, let's move into actually what was good about this thing. So... Um, I want to point out that I played the Barbarian, Gino played the Rogue, Andrew played the Sorcerer, and Sorceress. the Sorceress, <laughs> and Gino and I actually did hit the 25 um, level cap, and we did finish the prologue as well as all of chapter one, so I want to start, I have five different things here, I kind of want to go over and talk about them as much or as little as you guys care to, um, I, I want to start with the world, it's it's pretty big, when you look at that map, because when you go into it, there's, there's points that will show you where quests are, and they look like some pretty big spaces, and it tells you it says you know in the in the beta you can't access this, but when you but you can look at the whole map, it looks big. And I gotta say, there's a ton of side quests. Too. I felt like every time we would go to a town and cash one in, three more would pop mm -hmm. up. So it feels like it's not so much linear as it used to be. There's actually some some traveling around, some exploration. We were finding that there's certain caves with with specific gear for your character. So if there is something you want to go explore, you know what's waiting for you at the end of the tunnel. So um, talk about, I mean, compared, especially compared to other Diablos, how did you like the world? I mean, this is obviously, I think, the biggest yeah. one I've ever so done. So if we're talking about just the world, it, it is huge. It's flushed out. Um, there's a ton of areas. What we saw was just Zone 1, and that was kind of big enough. Uh, this is the first game we're actually going to be able to get a horse, and it's there because some of these maps are yeah. kind of big to travel. So if you're looking at it, um, it's... It's way more detailed than anything we've, we've ever played as far as one, and it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be an online game. There's supposed to be um, a lot of stuff going on. There's supposed to be boss battles in a game like that. You need a big open map to be able to, to traverse. And the one thing, are we doing the travel system or is that later? Oh, no, you can do the travel system the, right now. The one thing on the world is in the old games, to fast travel, you had to go to a, you could portal, but you had to go to a wayward stone to be able to go to other places. What they really, I liked was when you pull up the main map, you can travel to any wayward stone you've been at, uh, and that was a big quality of life improvement that I think. Instead of you having to go to a place, then find it, you, anyone that you've encountered, you could go to, and that's going to make traveling a ton faster, because if you didn't have that, then it would be a, a slog fest, right. I think. But I really like that factor. I'll say I barely played like Diablo 3, so I can't really compare it to anything else. This is really my big first one. And I was kind of going into it telling Craig, like, I'm not too sure if this is going to be a game we split, like this is you guys. But after playing it, I really actually enjoyed the world a lot, so much so that as we're traveling and playing, going through all these different places and dungeon crawling and stuff, I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm fully in. I'm for sure going to be, like, on this with you guys, like, day one. Yeah. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Like, I really like that it felt... I don't want to say almost like othering or Dark Souls kind of in a way, like interconnected. It always feels good when stuff makes sense. Like you're not just like, here's a frozen mountain. Now here's a, a fucking volcano with lava right next to it. Like, you know, that doesn't make sense. Everywhere we were going made sense within that world. And I really, really like that because that lends to that like believability. Yeah, mm -hmm. what I was curious about is um, when you look at that map, it says, you know, this is for the main Act 2 mission. This is for the Act 3. In the, in the past Diablos, 
when you would finish a, um, a chapter, it would warp you to a new place, Mold. and you had the uh, you had the option to go back to map one, chapter one, chapter two. I'm curious if this is the full map for all five chapters, or if there's going to be something that kind of pops up once you complete maybe chapter three or four to take you to a separate map. What do you think? Do you um, think this is the full continent? I hope not. I mean, it seemed like this was just a region of it, and maybe there were some quests stuff. But I don't know. That's a good point. It might have been, and that's why we couldn't unlock it, but we opened up a big chunk yeah, of it. Yeah, we had a big chunk. Just, but, you know, it, it was an Act 1 region, so I'm hoping that it goes on to be a little bit bigger, because it is big, and there's horses for a reason. Yeah, and I'm sure once we open up the other part, there's going to be so many more things to explore. And the other mm -hmm. cool thing was, they did, um, I don't know what you call them, like, these events where Multiple people can run up and to fight some bosses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, just like so. Diablo, or not like Diablo, like Destiny or something like that. There's e events going on, what world events, different things going on. And then you could have, we were fighting, other players would come, and if you, you know, when you defeat it, better yeah. gold, better stuff. So it made it fun. I mean, they needed that kind of stuff on there, I think. Nice. So that's for the world. The next thing I wanted to talk about, because that kind of goes hand in hand with the world, is this game looked great. I mean, not only were the cutscenes fire like that opening cutscene when you see Lilith come down and you see all this stuff it was awesome but landing back into traveling the world the world looked amazing fighting the bosses looked great all the I mean there's so many different types of enemies now instead of being overran with like the same three models of characters mm -hmm. I think we saw at least 20 25 different things so um how do you guys think it looked I mean it's someone that's just showing in Diablo is this this uh, is this up to snuff for a game that should be running on, you know, the Series X? I think for the style of game it is, yeah, for sure. Because those cutscenes were, like, beautiful. That was almost like I could have sat there and watched, like... A movie. A movie, <laughs> almost like a, that one Final Fantasy Spirits Within or, you know, something mm -hmm. like that where you just take something and, you know, run with it. Like, they could have made a whole movie out of that and I would have watched it like that and been like, damn, this is really, really good. But then when you get to the gameplay, obviously, it doesn't look like that, but it's good for... It's still really, really good and fits the style of game that you're playing. Now, what I want to ask you guys is, I didn't spend too long, again, because I was behind so trying to catch up to you guys, I didn't spend too long with the character creator, but it seemed like there was a lot there, and it was really cool for some of the things that you could do. Did you guys spend any time with that? Like, Yeah, I mean, both, my dude my dude ended up looking like Kratos. He looked yeah, I did the like bald Kratos, head, beard, yeah. put the nice tattoo on him, and because uh, one of the cool things that I like, well, no, we'll talk about that in a second when we get to equipment, but yeah, I, I took my time and I made my guy, and I'm like, well, if I'm going to be a big barbarian, I'm like, I'm going to try to make it look as close to Kratos as possible, and I think I got a pretty close job. I think it looked pretty decent. Yeah, there was enough there to, to have fun with it. It wasn't overboard like Cyberpunk or something, but you had enough there to make it feel like it was your guy. I just made um, your guy. I had a lot of fun making my guy. Uh, but back to the... Uh, what were you just talking about? The graphics? The graphics, yeah. Because what I was going to say is going back and playing Diablo 2 Resurrected, after seeing what they could do with the graphics, and I had the bar kind of set high. I think they killed it with this. I think, ah. I think even the environment when you're walking, especially in the snow, you can see all the reflections and stuff. And footprints, too, foot, yeah. Footprints. I thought they, they did a really good job as far as graphically goes, yeah. Nice. That's so, fine. That's always the, one of the first. Sorry, I didn't mean oh, that. no, you're fine, you're fine. That's always one of the first things I look for is like either they put a lot of detail into this game or they skimped a lot of things. Is whenever I walk through like sand, water, snow, something like that, I look to see if there's footprints. Because if you took the care to do that, then I know how meticulous that is. That you probably took that and did it in other places. That you really care about this with something so small, but really makes you feel like okay, I'm tra I am traveling in this mm -hmm. other place, you know. Yeah. Oh, and they put a pin system in it too. So oh, yeah, the pin system. Awesome. That thing saved was I thought was a really good quality of life. So that is brand too. new. That's not. That's I don't remember games. it, and not not as good <coughs> as it was in this game. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So uh, the third thing I want to bring up is um, the combat. The combat was actually a lot of fun. The skill trees that they have that you can go through in your characters feels like you can really 
take the time and make a specific build for a character that you want to play. Um, I know that you can respec. I think at most it just costs gold. I don't just think, gold. I don't think you get to find any item to yeah, do Yeah, I like that. A respec. Yeah, and made really nice. I know one of the main things they added is that the dodge mechanic now is for every class, where in the past it's only been for certain classes. And I know for sure when I was doing combat, I was using that all the time, dodging this boss fights where they, you know, waves are coming at you and different um, AOE kind of attacks, and that dodge really killed it. So... Combat compared to the last ones, I think, is is definitely a big step forward. You go first. I'll say I again because I can't compare it to too many. I really enjoyed it for what it is, especially going through. I just had my standard magic, but I really like using like the chain lightning that connects to everyone. But what I did like the most is as I was looking at the tree, I noticed that it said respect at the bottom. So that means that I'm not afraid to sit here and go through like, okay, I could use this. And if I don't like it, I'm not completely locked in. And that's something I hate that some games don't do these days. Like. Elden Ring, some of the other Dark Souls do it too. That that's something they picked up, and I love. I think that more games, any game that has something like this, you need to be able to respect moving forward because you should not be penalized, especially me going in completely blind, and I just built some tree that ends up sucking because maybe I'm, I don't play that style and I didn't know that, or maybe, obviously, there's a more OP magic and they just didn't really intend for poison to be that stronger. It gets nerfed down the road, right. and now I'm stuck with this useless build. That was, I think, the most interesting thing for me, and I was like, man, I wonder if that's in the other ones, because that's really cool, because then, again, like I said, you can play without being afraid of being locked into this. Yeah. yeah. That was probably the funnest part for me was the combat, because uh, like going back to 2, 2's old-school PC kind of stuff, and the resurrected play true to form, you can only respec <coughs> twice for those type of characters. Uh, and then uh, if you spec wrong, you're, you're kind of fucked. Like, if you don't go through your build right, you're just, you're yeah, garbage. You don't do your due diligence. Three is a little different. Like, you, you can, you buy your, you get your next move by your level, and then your previous move gets better the higher you go up. So you're only kind of locked into these four or five. Number three is a complete grid system, and it was really kind of rewarding. I did respec a couple times, and it seems like each move that you did pick actually meant something. It's not like I'm just picking, oh, this move here and it'll do a little bit better. It felt like I was playing a completely different style. So I did a rogue, which, I, which I'm which i kind of glad the Necromancer and Druid weren't there because I think I would have just went Necromancer. It gave me a chance to play a class I never play. I had so much fun playing him and switching the build. for. I was melee at first, switched to um, range, that I almost want to build that character again moving forward. I know I'm going to play all of the characters. I'm going to put a lot of time in the game, but I was dead set on starting Necromancer, but I know... I really want to play the rogue again. I had a ton of fun playing it. I think the combat was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, I was really. I definitely want to play the druid. But after I got so far into my my barbarian, I was like, dude, I love the way he's set up. Like I had my I had my fury generating attack. I had my three attacks to to raise my defense and and taunt to bring people in, and then I had my killing blow. So yeah, the build seemed like it's going to be really fun. And the fact that it is a low entry point to just respect, you know, have some mm -hmm. fun with it. I think was a was a great um, a great adding on their part. So yeah. well, because it's so diverse that you could have ten rogues and they all play yes, completely right. different. Yeah, we all can play, play and all different. completely different, and I think that's what a good game should do. Which is why the respect part I think should be mandatory because if you want replayability, which they want this game to survive, you need to be able to respect and play different versions of the, of the character. Yeah, you get to a boss that you're just, this build's just not working. You're like, you know what, let me just change it up. Let me respec yeah. it. So, and really cool option. Yeah, they did a really good job at making that easy, too. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to point out that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that is that 
the equipment, you know, slash item management system was was I think completely redone. Everything is now new. in one block. Where back in the past, things would have a different size that you would have to kind of manage. Um, potions are no longer stuck in your inventory. You have a slot that's just above your above your got your character's head that you know how many you have and you can pick up. I think you were telling me because I didn't use any arrows that uh, arrows aren't a thing anymore that you have to that you have to carry. And then depending on who you're playing as, there's um, the weapon slots, right? Because as a barbarian, I had a I had a two-handed like uh, bludgeoning weapon, a slashing weapon, and then my my dual my dual fisting, and then it kind of threw me off at first because I was even calling Gino, I'm like, because it was in the very beginning, I'm like, how do you switch to your different weapons? And um, I guess it's what are they doing now? It's so that it you have goes to buy the, the ability one? to you, well, you have to buy the ability to use it first. So you, you can equip two swords, but if you don't have an ability in your tree set equipped for melee, right. you'll never be able to use it until you buy ability. Yeah. So one of one of mine said, you know, you just need a slashing weapon. They didn't say two handed. It didn't say two weapons. So I think it takes the strongest one of those two and it uses it for that attack. And then if I get another one and this sword becomes now stronger than my two handed, now it goes back to the dual blading. So I'm like, that's a really cool aspect. It's yeah, really you, cool to kind of that, that your weapons aren't just. Being, you know, you're not getting comfy with one. It's going to switch to the the highest priority. Yeah, that's the new thing too. It's always best in slot. So if you can't manually go in and I think best in slot. That's what them. I'm looking for. It always like if you have two weapons and they're similar, and you go to equip the new one, it'll always put the the newer weapon on the weakest ones, which is cool. So you don't you can man I think manually do it, but it'll, if you're new to it, it'll just automatically do the best in slot for you, which I think is nice, especially for new people. What do you think about the weapons? I only really kind of use like the staffs. You had the, and the two skull. staffs, yeah. Yeah, I just used the two staffs and the staff. skull. So I mean, it, it was cool for what it was. Again, I can't compare it to like any of the old ones, but I I thought it was cool. I would have liked to get a little bit more though, because I felt like I didn't really use the skull. Maybe I just didn't have the abilities. Again, I didn't get as far as you guys wanted well, the tree. So I don't think I really used the skull for anything. I just used the staffs. Okay, cool. I'm so play sorceress when I get home. <laughs> so that's the equipment <laughs> I demanded, but I think is is easily uh, I thought the best thing that they've done since. Comparing it to old Diablos that I've played, like just completely making the equipment and item management that simple, I thought was um, was pretty cool. Is was this breakdown and like color pattern? Is that in this section? Oh, we can, yeah. So I like the fact. Well, you could always salvage, but they made it kind of like um, like World of Warcraft, where if you break down the 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 type of what is it called, like the set piece. You can make your guy look like anything you've broken down. You can totally customize and totally color him, and you can do that very early on, which I thought was yeah, you very can, cool. yeah, you can all look like a dork the whole time, and it gives you a reason to salvage and yeah. So you know. can essentially wear whatever piece of gear you want, and then anything you've collected or salvaged, you can you can adopt the look of the it, look right? of it, yeah. the aesthetic of you that. You can do that piece, super so. early, which I thought was nice. Yeah, yeah. so that's why I wanted to make Kratos look a little bit more. I put on his suit. Put the, his pants the fur, on, the fur and then I made sure it. I kept like this big ass uh, axe, and I was like, "Dude, that's I got me a Kratos skull." I, like, I I like that too. I know now that like uh, Monster Hunter has that too. They call it layering, is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I really like that. It's because even Elder Ring has that too. Is what they call more, it. more games are picking that up now. So it's like, okay, cool, good. I'm glad I don't have to look like this nerd just because I have the best stats with this set of yeah, stuff. Yeah. What did you say they call it? In this they one? call it tra transmog, but you can do it super okay. early. Yeah, which which is which is nice. Yeah, really cool. Anything else on anything we've talked about? I think we're good. Okay, so the final thing I just want to kind of point out is the story. Obviously, it's limited in scope. You only get to, you know, the end of chapter one. But I got to say, it's it's pretty strong, especially, you know, we're talking about that opening scene. And you actually get to see Lilith. And I wasn't too... Because Lilith is in a lot of lore when it comes to things. I know she was just in Marvel Midnight Sun. She's in Magic. So there's versions of Lilith. This one says, uh, Lilith is the daughter of Mephisto, Lord of Hatred, and the sister of Lucian, known to all of Sanctuary as the Queen of the Succubi. Once the lover of the Archangel Inarius, her union with him led to the creation of the first Nephilim. 
uh, Nephilim, right? And uh, I just thought it, the scenes you get to see with her, she's very menacing. She, you can tell that she's not fighting for a heaven or a hell. She's this is the first time she's making her appearance. Obviously, she's been talked it's about been and uh, in the past games they've mentioned her. But I think as a brand new antagonist, the the hype for her is real, and it seems like she's got like this very I don't want to say Thanos type approach, but like her version is the right way. You know, but she uh-huh. she doesn't look at herself as as a, as a slave to either the heaven or hell. So how'd you guys like seeing Lilith, or at least as little as we got to see of her? I really enjoyed it. I thought you're right. Like she's a perfect amount of minute, almost like Hela, if I'd have to yeah. describe it. Like you don't have to be this over the top crazy person. You could still look. Very feminine, but strong, imposing, just very scary. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, the story's good. Won't give nothing away. It's going to add very much to the lore, and that's what a lot of Diablo players like is how deep the lore is. You're going to get a lot of it. Um, All the stories there, and then I like how a lot of the quests on the side kind of flush some other things out and bring it all together. Like, just play it. It, You're going to love it. Nice. So um, that is what our thoughts were on the Diablo for beta. I think overall success, a definite buy, a definite playthrough. So bye, um, bye. definitely looking forward to it. And if you haven't, if you did miss this one, make sure you check out the open beta, which is going to be uh, next weekend. So don't miss that. So uh, anything else you guys want to add on Diablo 4 before we move on? Nope. Okay. So with that down and out of the way, guys, let's move into our Second main story, which is another beta. It's the Exo Primal beta, which dropped um, March 17th, and it's running through the 20th. So by the time you're watching this, um, you actually will have one more day to try to test uh, and play with this thing if you want to. It's cross-platforms on all the systems except the Switch, and it's described as this. Exo Primal <laughs> is an upcoming third-person shooter game developed and published by Capcom. It is a multiplayer action game in which the player must fight against massive hordes of dinosaurs and mutated prehistoric creatures and is scheduled for release on July 14th, 2023. So before we get into the gameplay that we actually did, I'm curious of what your thoughts are on Capcom doing this strictly online game. They're, they call it a PvPVE, um, <laughs> online only. And when you were kind of talking about this earlier, it's like, I, I don't know if this is the right game for Capcom to focus on another online game, it's, it might have the same trappings that Titanfall 1 did. It's not too many people just want to play an online um, component. I think they're underestimating how many people enjoy a campaign. And, and if you look back in history, Titanfall 1 got got you know massacred for that. And then the next one, they did Titanfall 2, had a banger campaign. And I'm curious of why they would do Exo Primal when... What's the other big dinosaur game from Capcom? Dino Crisis. Like, why wouldn't they do a good narrative story A base? lot of people are saying yeah. that, and mm-hmm. what's more slap in the face is when you're watching the cutscenes and stuff, or what I think when they first showed it to some chick steps out, and she's wearing almost like a black tank top, and has that same kind of red bob haircut as Regina from fucking yes. Dino Crisis. <laughs> that everyone's like, come on, dude. Like, why? So do you think this is a smart move for... Ca- Before we get into combat, uh, the combat, do you think... This is a good idea because I don't see it pulling you away from Call of Duty, me away from Halo Infinite. I'm curious of who's looking at this going, this is the online game I've been waiting for. This 5v5 team-based, objective-based kind of games. I don't you think it's going to be in trouble or you think it's going to find its audience? Uh, it ain't for me. I'm not the audience. I'm definitely wanting to play. I had a lot of fun playing. It's definitely not a game I would play by myself. You would definitely. I like playing with the team. Anytime you guys want to jump on and play, I'll play, but it's not... 
it's one of the things, like, thank God it's a Game Pass game, because other than that, I would have never bought it. I didn't even know it was coming out. I didn't know what it was until he told me to download the beta. Yeah, I gotta give a shout-out to Devin Collins for that one, because he reminded yeah. me about it, and I was like, oh, I completely forgot about it. Glad so. I did, had fun, but um, I'm not the target audience, obviously. Same, and it's hard to say, like, for sure, like, I, again, I'm not... I, I don't know if I'm the target audience. I had a lot of fun playing it, but again, if it wasn't on Game Pass, I don't think I would buy this kind of game, because... Uh, I don't know. It's just really out there. And again, it's that constant. You have to play with other people in mind. So if you get stuck with other people that suck, then you're going to end up losing. <laughs> oh, wasting oh, time on a whole... Oh, wasting 20 minutes on a whole... We run. were told. Yeah. <laughs> so I, re I really hope that this is just a game like, hey, you know what? We're experimenting. We're making this and we're putting it out. And it's not like... Oh, well, we're disappointed this game didn't sell 500 million units. I hope they have realistic expectations, and maybe this game just had a low budget that we're just treading water, and we'll kind of see where this goes, and then maybe we'll add a campaign or something next to it. I hope that that's what kind of game this is. Yeah, because when you watch that last um, uh, trailer they did, it, it, looked like there, it looked like there was a some sort of campaign. It looked like there was future versions of different people. But when I looked it up again, I mean, and maybe this changes, but by the time it comes there out, is a story, it, said, yeah. it said no campaign. So with all of that, oh, you know, I was like, well, there, there's dino people. There's people who want to play um, collab collaboratively. So it's going to find a home somewhere. I think it is going to be a game where like, hey, I'm missing this achievement. You know, we're a switch up from the average shooter because when you're playing the mechs and stuff, I mean, yeah. that stuff's fun. Yeah, I think Edge is right, though. It I think they just got to manage expectation. They can't yeah. think this thing's going to go swinging out the gate. Um, but with all that being said, it's fun. The yeah, combat, for sure. The combat was fun. So I just want to, I just don't want to play it. Yeah, I just want to point out um, what the beta <laughs> test is offering. So if you guys are uh, interested in playing it, here's what you're going to be able to get. You're going to be able to play Dino Survival, the tutorial, and the training. Sweet. And then the exosuits are going to be Deadeye, uh, Zephyr, Barrage, Vigilant, Roadblock, Krieger, uh, Murasami, Witch Doctor, Skywave, and Nimbus. And then you get these extra packs that are on you, and that is going to be the cannon, the aid, catapult, blade, shield, and drill fist. Now, these things won't be available day one when you buy it. For the beta test, they let everybody play as much of it as they want. You could switch between the, the exosuits, you could switch between all the rigs, but when you actually start playing it, you have to earn experience and probably some sort of credit and to buy or unlock them. Big, uh, big coin. Big coin. Um, as far as what the maps there were, they're calling them fields. You were able to play downtown, airport, Words. and ruins. And then as far as the missions that they're going to have, it's the dinosaur coal, area control, BTOL, defense, escort, data key security, energy taker, Omega Charge. So it, they do have a lot of things to play, right? You're not just stuck playing one mission over and over. So there are, there are a couple different things. And, uh, okay, so now let's talk about the combat. I gotta say, it was fun, but there's Fluid. easily a learning curve to this mm -hmm. game. Like, you, I mean, we were jumping in first couple games, and <coughs> we were just like, well, how, how does this function? How does this function? And there's other people that would just seem like pros right away. So, I think when the game comes out and everyone's back on, you know, suit one, there's one, yeah, it'll already, be a little more easier to kind of, and level. then you can kind of jump to it. Where I remember me and you were switching between like all the different bots and like, oh, what's this guy do? That, they guy made that do? very so, easily. Uh, like how fluid that that was to be able to switch when it was out there. So if you have a couple things open, and there's a lot on your that you want to switch between. They made it extremely easy to do. How did you feel about the combat? Because I know you're you're the biggest shooter out of us. How did it feel? And how did you like what, what we missing. were doing? I thought it felt like really really good. I was surprised at how good it felt to play this game. And it there's different kinds of combats that you can do. So you can be a shooter, 
There's another one that has a trident. There's one with a samurai sword. There's like this big tank person. There's this person with dual pistols. Out of all the people that I played, I didn't play one that I'm like, man, this one sucks compared to the others. They all had their purpose, and they felt like really good within their aspects of like how you're supposed to play them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I like the fact that there's... I mean, you could be a support character with um, like a bigger aid, but you could also be a tank and add the aid on it. So it seemed like there was a little bit of mixing and matching of how you actually want to play your character. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys were play, played with all the rigs, but like the drill fist was super cool. And the other thing with the combat is obviously you're trying to kill these dinosaurs and you're trying to beat the other team to the objective. But then there were things you could pick up to become possess a dinosaur and play it against the enemy. I know I got a chance mm-hmm. to do it. I think you did too. Yeah, that think, was a lot of fun too. Yeah, I think that one's on calling. So like as you're getting it, it says pick it up and it'll... I, I think it's just a random dinosaur. I think I ended up getting like a T-Rex and I was massacring the oh, other team, yeah. which is good because we were pretty behind that. We almost ended up winning that one. But then it's cool that when you get to the other modes, because I think we did the escort one yeah, to where you're... Oh, <laughs> it's just like any other sort of escort game. Like you got to be within a parameter of your thing that you're guiding you can run up kill dinosaurs or it did we didn't even think about it but it told us later on it's like you're losing the lead you might want to actually go and try and fight the other team so it's we didn't realize it's the first to get to a path so you could actually run down the path and start fighting the other guys so we started doing that trying to slow them down and fight them one-on-one in our different kind of mechs until we kind of caught up so there's like a lot of different ways to play this depending on the game mode like that's I think the coolest thing is how versatile it felt. Like, it doesn't feel like... I don't think any two mechs felt the same. Yeah, no, no, definitely. They all had their own feel, their own vibe. And, again, it's not something... And I don't know what the price point. This game might launch at 40 bucks. Maybe that is the perfect point for something. I don't know if it's it's a 70, but, yeah. I'll definitely play it. And I would love to try getting a a five-man squad on this. And I like that it is five. You know, more than your four. It's not the three. So, I... Right, we are going to play it at launch oh, and, and yeah, play it's for on Game a Pass, couple yeah. weekends for sure. I, like, I do want to say too, and, and maybe ask you guys what your favorite. I think the designs of this are really good too. Because I can remember every one of those mechs. Yeah. Like I, there's not one that I'm like, oh, what, which one was that one again? I might not remember the name, but if you describe the color and what it did... I, I can remember perfectly. Did did you guys have a favorite? Because I had two favorites. Yeah, I like the... Well, I used the Deadeye a lot. That was the standard assault one, the red kind of commando-looking guy. But the one that I ended up playing, I believe it was the Nimbus one, the one that would skate, that when it did its move and it had all those things kind of shoot out, and I, I that was one of my favorite ones. I had that one written as a favorite too, and I was telling Karen, I'm like, man, the, the way you're moving with this person, because mm-hmm. they're different than everyone else... It's almost like the rollerblade. It felt like Jet Set Radio yeah, or something yeah. like that. Did you have a favorite? Uh, Deadeye, I liked a lot. was the one that you started with, but I played the the gray tank. The, well, I forget his name. I had actually a lot of fun with him. And I liked the Witch Doctor. Like I, I had, oh, the I Witch liked, Doctor was cool. I liked yeah, being that was able either, to uh, throw heels out and kind of mess around with, with that and uh, play more of a support. Because I like being gung-ho, but it's nice to try a different thing and he felt it felt good like some of his heal abilities i thought were you know, one yeah the one you, right the on big one was like almost like a big ass war machine because he had the yeah he had some cool abilities so i, I like playing with him i think what my other favorite size of nimbus is um is it murasami murasami the, it's the red like one. the big red samurai and you have this like samurai sword and then you do different moves where you like she's it and then it comes out and goes like that like oh man <laughs> i felt like each person had their own individual thing that it was so good yeah, yeah. i actually might play you know what it's not tomorrow. I think I might play. It a, is good. I think I might play a couple. No, no one said it wasn't good. No, I was, good. My, my criticism is is why no <coughs> campaign? Right? Yeah. Don't I mean? And then why no campaign? And then who do you think this is for when there's already big 
online games. Yeah. Like, I'm curious, like, what piece of the pie do you think you're going to be taking yeah. from? Because it is unique, right? There's really nothing else like it. Dude, but, it's but, so but weird. who's going to transfer? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I'm not playing with you guys, then I'm not playing at all. Yeah. Like, like, there's no incentive for me to so play. So I'm interested I'm for it. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's actually going to do. I do want to throw in one final thing. Yeah. And graphically, it looked really good. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, it surprisingly. Yeah. Because I remember when the trailers came out and we saw all the dinosaurs pour out, it looked a little choppy. It looked like, it was like, skip it over itself and things were lagging. The, but once you played it, it was action in your face, man. Everything oh. was like crystal clear. Yeah, it was probably one of the most craziest. When we that first game we played and you don't really know what's going on, you're just checking out. It's, it's wild. Like the wildest shit I've done in a while. <laughs> the Raptors were a little um, graphically janky. like janky, but the suits were were great. The big dinosaurs were yeah, good. The Triceratops, the, the good, Ankylosaurus. But, but yeah, if you're looking for nuts... Try it the first yeah, game. That's the best way to describe this game. It, it yeah. was nuts the first game. It was like I cracking played. open a pinata. I, was <laughs> saying, I think, too, after playing it, something I really want more than ever now is like a good Gundam game with seeing how, that's what that's I was thinking how, 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 how these mechs were and how cool and diverse they were. Yeah. That's instantly the last thing I was like, man, I thought there was that would be Gundam like a cool ass out. Gundam game. I like that. No. What I saw was like a Maybe toy blocky one. So, um, is there anything else you guys want to add on uh, Exo Primal on the beta? I recommend getting out there and trying it. For sure, get out there, play it with some friends. Like, it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, so uh, <laughs> with that down out of the way, guys, we're going to move into questions of the week. But before that, we're going to take a quick second to take a word from our sponsor. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor for this video, Manscaped. We are starting 2023 off right with our friends at Manscaped. Last year may have been a hairy situation, but with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, it's here to help you shave the day. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate package. Tell your friends about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself, or the man in your life, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim a little off your sack by going to manscaped.com and use the code LASTCALL for free shipping and 20% off. Like most of you guys, I used barbaric methods to trim my balls, but not anymore. Thanks to Manscaped and the Perfect Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Reserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to carry everything with you. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASTCALL at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code LASTCALL at manscaped.com. And trust me, fellas, your balls will thank you. All right, guys, that is our friends over at Manscaped. Make sure you guys use the promo code and get your discounts today. So uh, we're moving in, guys, to questions of the week. If you guys want to submit a question to us, you can do so a couple of different ways. You can submit it on our YouTube channel. You can leave it in the comment section. We can pull it there. You guys can email us at lastcallproductions at gmail.com, or you can find me on social media at Craig Perales, and I can take them there. So uh, the first question, guys, comes from Slayer250, and they write, uh, now that The Last of Us has ended, how did you guys think it was compared to the game, and what's the future of the show? Um, I wanted to point out, because when Andrew and I talked about this you know, weeks ago at this point, maybe months ago, was when it launched, we're like, dude, if, the, if all the episodes can maintain some standard of quality that, that as good as episode one was, then this thing is going to be a huge hit. And surprisingly, it gained more viewers week after week. And I'd argue that episode one wasn't even my favorite by the time the show ended. So I think they kept the quality of this thing bang on. They took liberties. They cut out what they had to cut out. They added what they had to add in, maybe for better or for worse. But at the end of the day, this was the biggest show. I, you know, I think the only thing that beat it was like uh, Game of Thrones 
So I think they have a huge hit. Um, the future of the show, I think Andrew had a little more on that. But uh, how did you like compared to the game? Compared to the game, I mean, they took the story beats that were needed and either amplified them or subtracted what they didn't. So mm -hmm. I think it was true enough to the game that any person playing the game would go, yes, I remember this part. I know this person. I know what they do here. But at the same time, changed enough to where I'm like, oh, that's cool that he's doing this. That's cool that she's doing that. So I, I thought, you know, I wouldn't say it's a one for one, but it's a it's a beautiful reimagining of the story to the uh, to the show medium. So I loved it. Yeah, no, I loved it through and through. I felt like, again, yeah, you changed enough to make it feel fresh or kind of trim the fat or expand on some people's stories, like what they did with Bill or whatever. I think what they did was far superior than how he's handled in the game, that I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought as far as it being compared from the show to the game, it's as close to one as one as you can get for it being translated into a show, so I thought they did an amazing job there. Um, the only thing I didn't like was the episode with her and her... her the mall episode. Her, the mall episode. I don't give any spoilers away, but, like, I, I felt everything was strong until it got to there. And then, like, I really thought, like, I'm like, what the is this episode? Like, okay. Well, that's the one-to-one -one DLC, though, for yeah. the Left Behind. I, never, like, I guess I, I never played the DLC. Because a lot of people did. Oh, if you look so, at the viewings, when all of them are, like, 8, 9, 10s, this one was, like, this was the 5.5, yeah. 6.3 one. That's the one so where kind of lost Universally, me. a lot of people think that's the weakest yeah. episode. But it brought me back uh, good. I'm glad that all of the characters uh, who were voices in the game were in the episodes. I think everybody was done uh, really well. So I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and if, if you're looking at how the, the show ends, it's pretty much close, right, to where the game ends. As far as the future goes, I don't know which one of you were telling me. Is it splitting into Season two parts? Two, uh, the, yeah, it's, game two is two seasons. Yeah. Two is, okay, so, okay, so looking seasons, at three. Yeah, so, and then they're supposed to end it at three. Now, with a lot of people say, you know, Last of Us Game 2 is uh, the most controversial one. It's... it's it, it, some people say it's better than the first. A lot of people say it's worse. Do you think, now that they're splitting that one into two, do you think this is the point where it could unravel? Or with if as long as Craig Mazin and uh, uh, Naughty Dogs... Uh, Neil Druckmann? And Neil Druckmann are on this, do you think they're still going to keep a solid 8, 9, 10 across the board? I think the quality in the episodes will still be good. I think the hardest part for some people is just me accepting what happened. Uh, I guess we won't give any spoilers here because yeah, I mean, that I still played too, so. is okay. what happened. We played it. Right. Is what happened in The Last of Us 2. And I know that you mm -hmm. and me playing through it, we didn't think The Last of Us 2 was like a 10. We thought it was like a, an 8. It was still an amazing, yeah, amazing game. Not to take it from, Solid from whatever. Two. That if you were like, I, I think it's a 10, I can understand why. I wouldn't argue it with you. But it wasn't like that for us. And I know there's a lot of people out there who actually, and that I guess that's what's most controversial about that, is kind of how some of the gameplay is and who you play as. But it's more so that peak moment that happens almost at the start of the game. Do you start the season like that and now that's where you're going the rest right. of the way with how hardcore that is? And I feel like that's what's going to be the most interesting is how do you juggle that act. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the hardest part is going to be juggling the, the narrative tone and change that it, that is clearly there between one and two. So I think that's going to be the hardest part. But if anyone can do it, we could, you know, it's going to be these guys. So yeah, I have hopes the main people stay on board. You got a good shot at it staying quality. Yeah, so I have high hopes for that. Gonna, so. It makes me want to play two now. I mean, I, I mean, not that I was never going to, but it's like it gives me more incentive to go back and play it. And Jump on do, the PS5. I got the, the PS5, yeah, man. the side-by-side -side comparison. Because it was a lot of fun because I haven't played... I only played the game when it first came out. So rewatching this show, though, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Oh, yeah. And I, 
remembering that before it happened, I was like, oh yeah, that's how good of a job they did for the one-to-one. Yeah. Like, I knew as soon as the last episode started, I'm like, well, this has to be the end, because I remember bits and pieces, and, and it was. So, um, that's how, that, back to the original question, how good did it do compared to, I think it was spot on, because it brought, I knew everything was going to happen, for yeah. the most part. So, yeah, excellent. Um, leave down your thoughts below of what you thought about it, and what you think the future of the show is going to be. Uh, with that done, guys, let's move on to question number two, and that comes from uh, the number one stunner, when they write, I saw, <coughs> I saw Suicide Squad kill the Justice League, just got pushed back. I took this as a bad side, bad uh, sign, but on the flip side, it could be good to polish if that's all you need. Good or bad to you? Andrew, we saw the big Sony, it was a Sony set of play, right? That we yeah. Had that big trailer. Um, I was curious why all the past trailers have always been the CGI scenes and then a little bit of gameplay. I think it's clear why, because once we saw the big 12-minute gameplay, I think unanimously everyone was like, this doesn't look quite right. So when you were watching it, I don't know, what, what did you think? How did you think it looked? Uh, do, you think I, the is, do you think it's only, do you think they're pushing it back only to um, fix it? Or do you think they're going to be changing anything? Because I know a lot of people are having issues that this is a continuation of the Arkham series, and they're changing the mechanics of the mm-hmm. Arkham games that were great to being this kind of live service, loot drop kind of game. Do you think they, they're going to change any of that, or is it just polish at this point? I think they're... I, I don't think that you can change too much mm-hmm. else, but I think they are going back and trying to see what they can do about the games and service stuff to get rid of that completely. Because that was the big thing for a while. This game, and you can see it in it, that it was intended to be that way, but because a lot of those games have gotten, you know, pooped on recently, that they were like, no, like, okay, like, we're going to get crap for this. Let's just try to change as much as we can and turn direction. And you can see a lot of that in there. So I think they're still going, I think that's a big reason for the delay, is to still get in there and try to remove as much of that as they can, or at least kind of smooth out over the stuff that they removed and had to fix, and then probably polish. I don't think it looked terrible, but then when you had some stuff that looked as how good the Batman games look, and it's like, oh, well, here's this big enemy, but Brainiac put a big purple blob on the back, and that's the weak point on this cannon and this enemy and this... I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's stupid. You couldn't come up with, like, a cooler sort of design for, like, a weak point or how you're supposed to fight certain things that I just have to look for, like, these purple blobs. Yeah, I I like this game to be a lot less Avengers, and I I guess maybe more towards, like, a Gotham Knights. You know, I don't... I, so, I don't yeah. know. Do you, you, you remember seeing the trailer at all? Was the big one on the state of play? The, the trailer looked fine. This is its second pushback, too, right? I think if we had second or third, yeah, yeah I was watching the IGN fix and I, and to me it never, I, I don't think it ever really looked that great. Honestly, I thought it looked kind of okay, but for it to be like a Rocksteady game continuation of Arkham, they changed up a lot of mechanics, which are fine. But the biggest things are it's an always online game or whatever, and then you're it, they made fun of the purple shooter, like all you're aiming at is these purple things, and so. You know, but at least they're hearing the criticism and maybe they're going to fix certain things. Like the purple thing should be easy. The always online thing, I don't know how you can change that, uh, you know, without making it completely different. So yeah. I think they're going to take a lot of the criticism, hopefully, and then update it graphically. Because to me, I don't think it looked good. Well, really that's the other thing. The, the games revolves around this campaign of only playing Harley Quinn, King Shark, yeah. Captain Boomerang, Deadshot. If you're not adding more characters... How long are you going to be playing this game online? They're like, what's what's the most that's going to happen? You're just going to keep adding gear for... You can't add another Suicide Squad member, I'd imagine, because they don't fit into the campaign. But I'm not sure how that would work. I guess you could, and then he just wouldn't be in the cutscenes. But yeah, that was my biggest thing. Well, the Avengers, at least they could keep adding more characters where I don't know how you're going to do any of that with a 
strictly yeah. four-player campaign-based game. I think my biggest question still for this game, too, and I, I would really have to see how the narrative plays, is if the game was just standalone, like, hey, this is just what we're working on, it's not connected to anything, that would probably be an easier bite to take than, no, this is the continuation of the Arkhamverse. Why? Yeah. Why did this sucks, have to be know? the continuation of the Arkhamverse that it was necessary? Like, why is it going there? Why couldn't this just be its own, its thing. own thing? And here's our just one-off take. We wanted to do something different that's all nitty-gritty or that's not, you know, dark-gritty. We want to make something fun but gritty, dark, within a universe we've already messed with. And I could easily accept that. You know what? That's cool. You guys earned it. Whether this game's good or bad, you gave us three premium games that, sure, why not give me something like that? Why does it have to be, like, linked to this now, though? Like, it just doesn't make sense from what I've seen. Yeah. Right. Anything else on that? All righty, guys. So the final question comes from uh, Sheila T, and she writes, Hey guys, I've been playing the old Pokemon card game on the Switch. Do you think they would ever revive that series and have it launch alongside the current game? Thanks. So yeah, I didn't even think about that, and I wanted to just kind of point this out. This was um, this is all hypothetical. Nobody's we're not saying, and nobody's saying that they are going to make that. But um, some uh, questions have been rising, like could they, and, and perhaps will they? So this comes from Game Rant, and it says. The Pokemon TCG launched an online version of the official game in 2011, but it bore little resemblance to the original Game Boy game. That's the one that you can play online and you're actually playing the Pokemon card game. Mm -hmm. Where, let's see, it goes on to say, even with the release of its successor, Pokemon TCG Live in 2022, the Game Boy's Pokemon trading card game still offers something completely original, reminiscent of the original series if it were based on the rules of the card game. Players can traverse the world in order to defeat club masters, collect badges and cards, and ultimately become the champion. While the world is on a smaller scale, contained to points on a map with an instant travel, and the story has less content than the main series, this Game Boy title and its 2001 sequel have the bones for an excellent remake or revival. I never even thought really about it, but now that it's on the Switch, the Game Boy one you can play, I definitely want to play it, but so I never really played it. Um, I know you beat number one at least. I don't know if you ever played number two, but wh what would you think about running parallel with the with the main series? The you talking about the original trading card game for the Game Boy? Yeah, I didn't know there was a number two. Oh, okay, one. But I remember playing number one and absolutely loving <coughs> it on the Game Boy. It was just like you know Pokemon Red and Blue. You had gym people. You built your deck. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. So I I was looking forward to playing the Switch version. If there's a number two. Absolutely, but after playing like the Pokemon trading card game live and how intricate that I feel that game only was doable because of how plain, like basic the rule set was on how to be able to, to do that. Mm. It's like you have a standalone game that lets you play all these different cards that are out, the different versions of it. I don't know, they really have to do some fine tuning to make it uh, work if they're going to do sequel games like that because there's just. There's just so well, much I'd imagine out they, there. I'd imagine they would remake it, and then it would stick to the original 150, right? And then and then maybe kind of advance from there. But uh, I would love it. What would you think of a I parallel? Would, I would love it. Yeah, yeah a parallel trading I, card game. Um, compare, or maybe adding it to, you know, they add, in the last Pokemon game, they added, instead of just going after badges, you could click. There's a couple different things you could go after. It'd be cool if you just add a whole other aspect of being... Adding the trading card game, I think that. Well, I, I thought it took it as like uh, it's the same game, but like now you have these two sets of cards to build decks out of, and then you have these sets of cards for number three to go par run parallel. That's why I kind of took it. Um, I don't know. I never liked Pokemon the trading card game too much. I like I think Yu-Gi-Oh is far <laughs> superior. I collected them, 
But I never played this, but I do have a funny story that came up just because of this. So when I was little, again, there's no internet around our time when we were being kids. So the only time you see games is either on a commercial or when you go to the store. I didn't know there was a Pokemon. Or a magazine. Or a magazine. I didn't know there was a Pokemon trading card game. Because I think when this came out, I was probably like maybe like eight, nine. So I didn't know there, I, I had the cards, but I didn't know there was like a Game Boy game or anything like that. So you get your Scholastic Book Fair stuff or whatever. <laughs> There's a book in there for Pokemon the trading card game. And I'm like, oh, cool. This will, I, I could order that. And then this will show, because this one Pokemon a little bit after it blown up uh, again. I don't know all the cards. So I thought this was for the actual physical trading cards. So that way you could look them up and see like how rare a card is, right. maybe like what, whatever like that. So I get this book. And I'm opening it, and it's for a Game Boy game. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and that's how I got duped out of, I think, like $15. <laughs> was it a strategy guide or something? Yes, it? it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't remember it saying... But again, I didn't know that that was a thing. That I thought it was a strategy guide. Maybe it would have, like, good, like... Uh, again, I was kind of trying to get into it at the time. This was before I completely abandoned it. Maybe, like, good deck building or... Right. Again, at least have a list of the cards. Because back then, you didn't know what, you didn't know everything. You yeah. just opened what you got. So I thought maybe it would be like, oh, if you buy this kind of in this pack, you're, you could get this, this, or how to get whatever. You know what I mean? M yeah. More like a card catalog or yeah, something Yeah, like a Beckett like or a Wizard or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so I thought that's more what it was going to be like. I didn't realize it was like a strategy guide. Yeah, I'm nice. I, think it's I, a, I think it's an excellent idea, man. I, I love the idea of, of them remaking it, and instead of going to fight capture guys, you're going, to, you're getting your buying packs, you're opening up. And oh, you, no, and that's, that's the complete fun of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, but do you think they, <coughs> you think they would make I, it, and if they did, would anyone buy it? I would, it's Pokemon, honestly, I assume, yes. I remember number one. I would have to replay number yeah, one. I remember simple, that. It doesn't have a title, so... I but I'd have to play the number two to really see, like, how they're growing with it. I would say number one worked because you would go to... The, you'd beat people, you would get packed. But you, there's only one set. Right. So your deck can only be so good. They didn't have a ton of stuff. So you can build just really basic decks... Beat these dudes, you know, and make it one thing. But the game's so huge now. And there's so many different things you can do in so many different sets. Like, like I said, I'd really have to play number two to see, like, how they're going to fine-tune that. Yeah, I'd like, imagine just like all the other ones. There's a set on this one. This one has set two plus a little set one. This one has set three yeah. plus set a little bit of this. It's a definitely bit of this, so. there. But it's like if you're going to want to play the card game against people with stuff, like, there's already two good versions of the game to do that on. But... Nice. So, I want to badge and do it too. I, I want to. But I'd have to. I I'd to. have to replay it and kind of like familiarize myself with with the mechanics of of that. Excellent. So anything else you want to add on a, on a card game? So yeah, uh, you owe me fifteen bucks. <laughs> game free Nintendo. Somebody. Thank you for the question, guys. Feel free to sit more and we can answer them. So that is, guys, the end of episode one hundred and sixty three. Join us next week for episode 164. My name is Craig Prowse. This is Gino Prowse. That is Mandrew Motsman. Until Ooh, next time, man. guys. Cheers. See ya.